You're listening to Oh Shit, I'm the Boss Now with your host, Jackie Koch, the podcast with all the tips and tools to help you succeed when all of a sudden you have the realization that you're the one in charge. Hello, welcome back to Oh Shit, I'm the Boss Now. I'm your host, Jackie Koch, and we are talking today about how to select the best recruiting partner to fill your jobs and when you should look at outsourcing your hiring to a recruiter, what the different types of recruiters, you know, exist in the world and what you should look at when you're deciding to work with somebody. And I have been recruiting for almost 20 years. I can't believe I can say that. Um, I still feel like I'm, you know, a high schooler, but definitely I've been at this for 20 years and I've been on the both sides of recruiting partnerships, both as a recruiter, like I am now, as well as, you know, as an in-house full-time head of people who is getting pitched, you know, by recruiters all the time. In fact, I started my career doing temporary staffing. So right out of college, I, and actually during my my last year of college, I had an internship doing some temporary staffing for some manufacturing plants near where my college was. So we had um, accounts with Anderson Windows and 3M, and I was hiring temporary employees to go work at Anderson Windows and 3M. And 3M's plant there, fun fact, was a clean room where they made circuit boards. So when I would go visit the team that was working there, I would have to get dressed in a clean room attire. You should Google what that is. It's insane. Um, but that's what I did my first five years out of college. And then I ended up transitioning to more administrative type roles and I was kind of our first, the the staffing agency I worked at, I was the first person to pilot staffing around the country. So back then that wasn't a thing to do remote recruiting and remote, remote hiring. Now it's all you ever do. But I was the first person to test that way back when, which was insane. And then from there, I moved to in-house, I started actually working for a manufacturing company, um, Polaris. They, you know, snowmobiles, ATVs, motorsports, all of that. And I worked at a manufacturing plant as an HR generalist. So essentially what that means is you are providing human resources support, including hiring all of the things. And so I did that. And we actually had a temporary staffing partner that we used to fill some of the work needed on our different shifts. So I collaborated with that recruiting partner to fill some of those temporary jobs. Um, And then I ended up going in-house, long story, but you'll actually hear in a couple episodes a little bit more about my background, but ended up doing a few different entrepreneurial journeys and then going in-house for some startups. And that's really how I ended up um, in this world of staffing for high growth companies. I was the first recruiting or um, head of people hire where I was building out the teams. And in there, I was pitched by recruiters all of the time. Not great ones, oftentimes, and then occasionally some good ones. Um, And I was recruited for a variety of different types of recruiting partners. And so I'm going to talk a little bit about what that is. And then of course, now I'm back on the external side, partnering with clients to fill their open roles and um, help them build out their recruiting and hiring operations along the way. And I have to tell you, I have learned a lot 
along the way about how to do this well and, you know, what to look for when you're looking to hire a recruiter. So first I'm going to start by explaining, you know, times you might want to partner with an external recruiting partner to fill the jobs that you need to to fill on your team. And then I'm going to talk about the different types of recruiters out there, why you might use some versus others, when you might, and then dig into like things that I think you should consider when you're selecting an actual partner to work with. So these are reasons why you may want to engage or hire external recruiters to help fill your roles. Typically, it will help give you access to a wider pool of candidates. I, I don't know that I totally agree with this 100%, but I, well, I guess what I'm going to say is oftentimes external recruiters have a network of candidates that they've built over time and they can quickly source high quality candidates, oftentimes. Now, 20 years ago when I started recruiting, that was 100% the case, that we had a higher pool of candidates because we were actively talking to candidates looking for work. There also weren't as many technical tools available and social networks available for you as business owners to go out and find your own candidates. Now, the best recruiters have stayed up to date on those technologies and can easily go out and find new candidates whenever they get a new job. So yes, you'll get access to a wider pool of candidates, but if a recruiter tries to sell you, it's because they have this huge database and this black Rolodex. I think that's a little bit of BS. Um, It may end up being a little quicker, but they also just have the tools ideally to go out and find candidates quicker than you will. Second reason you may want to partner with an external recruiting firm is to save time and resources. Hiring well and recruiting takes time. It's just a time-consuming thing. It's resource-intensive. You know, last week between Molly, my colleague, and I, we were we did, I think I counted over 52 interviews last week. That's a lot of time, right? And if you're in the weeds, like you're not going to be able to do all of that. And that was all for one client. Well, two clients. Um, we're, actually, no, 52 was for one client. We did more than 52 interviews last week. Holy crap. So you get my point. To do it well, you need to talk to a lot of people and it takes time. And using an external recruiter who is an expert at this can help reduce the amount of time and resources that you have to put into the hiring process. In an ideal world, they're giving you top candidates and you're not having to weed through you know, a lot of candidates like we are. We are talking of those 52 candidates, I think maybe 10 are ending up being, you know, considered for the role. So that that takes a lot of time to weed people out. So you're definitely saving time and resources when you partner with an external recruiting firm. It also can improve the candidate experience if you have a great recruiter. Most are experienced in, you know, what best practices are for creating a professional and good candidate experience. And so when you have a good candidate experience, which we actually have a podcast coming out soon that talks about what a great candidate experience is, but it matters. And it it definitely makes sure that you don't miss out on great people because they have a crappy experience. Um, And you want to be known for, you want your company to be known for providing a good experience, you know, getting back to people and being efficient and timely in your responses to people and moving people through the process quickly. So an improved candidate experience is definitely a reason why you may want to consider recruiting with a partner. And then there are some that have expertise in certain niches and industries. So like if you're hiring some engineers, you're probably going to want to hire a tech recruiter who has experience in that. 
or there's healthcare recruiters, right? Um, there are, if especially if you have a niche industry and a niche job, you may want to consider an industry expert because there are niche recruiters who have deep knowledge in specific industries and are able to cut through the noise a little quicker to find the best fits for a particular role. And using an external recruiter can provide cost savings or be the smarter option based on how your business is growing. So if you are not going to be hiring a lot of different roles for the foreseeable future, it doesn't make sense for you to bring in an internal recruiter because you're not going to have work for them potentially in a year from now, right? So if you're only hiring occasionally or for some niche roles, it may make sense for you to pay a fee to a recruiter to do the work versus trying to build out an internal team yourself. So those are all reasons why you may want to just consider hiring a recruiter to, to support your business. If you don't have the time, the resources, the expertise, you know, all of those are great things to consider. Now, there may be reasons why you only want to fill a row temporarily. So you'll often hear like, I just need some help because of this person going out on leave or this is a really busy time for my business. Um, There may be reasons why you don't want somebody full time, but you need help. That is when you have the ability to engage a temporary recruiting firm. You may or may not know that there are firms out there that actually specialize in filling temporary jobs. So people want to work on a temporary gig. A lot of times maybe they just need, you know, a temporary job for some reason. They'll go work with this recruiting firm. And what happens then is the recruiting firm becomes the employer of that person and your contract in that recruiting firm to basically provide you with the re- that role as like a, a resource as a part of the contract. And so reasons why you might want to do that is flexibility. They offer, like, let's say you need flexible staffing solutions, right? Where, you know, you have something that's temporary or a project basis, or you have fluctuations in demand for work. Um, maybe you have sh- maybe you have shift work, right? Where you are um, going through a very busy time in your business and you need to add a third shift to help with some fulfillment stuff. You don't need to hire these roles full time. You might want them temporary. So you may engage a temporary agency to do that. Or again, I've already said this, but like short-term projects or needs for like a coverage um, for like a maternity or a paternity leave or or something like that. And also it can be cost-effective in that hiring temporary employees through a recruiting firm, they cover the cost, like the, the, the payroll costs. So that person is their employee. So they cover payroll taxes um, benefits, insurance, they are the employer on record. So they're responsible for making sure they're, you know, all employment laws are followed, all of that kind of stuff. Now you pay a premium. So normally, you know, whatever they're get the hourly employee is getting paid, the temporary agency is going to bill you probably 30% on top of that as their fee which makes sense because they are taking on that extra cost. And so, you know, it feels like the bill rate is very high oftentimes because you're paying 30% more per hour than you would if they were your own employee, but you're not taking on that employment risk, which is something to think about. And quick turnaround time. 
Temporary agencies often can fill jobs within a day, within two days, because they have a pool of pre-screened candidates for certain types of roles, and they can have people start quickly. So if you just need someone to do some filing, some moving, you know, all of those types of things, temporary agencies can be a great fit for that. Of course, there are a lot of like gig um gig web- websites as well. So there's Winolo, there's um, obviously TaskRabbit, like those can be a resource as well. Although those are not temporary employees, those are contractors you are paying for a specific task, right? And I mean, we've already kind of talked about it, but it reduces the hiring risk because the recruiting agency takes on those legal and compliance risks because they are the, the employer of record for those things, which can be beneficial for um, you if you don't have a, an in-house legal team or HR team. So those are reasons, the main reasons why you may want to hire temporary or engage a temporary agency to fill jobs if you truly have temporary roles. I don't think it's best to start every job that you ever hire as temp to hire because the best, the top candidates, the A-plus players are in jobs and they're not going to leave their job to start a temp to hire job. So this is really meant for true temporary work for fluctuations and flexibilities and temporary coverages um, is when you can see the best results from um, temporary employees or temporary, well, I guess temporary employees and temporary um, recruiting firms. So there really are four main ways that you can hire a recruiter. The first would be to use a temporary staffing firm, like what we just described. Again, as a recap on fees, let's say you are looking to pay the person $10 an hour, they're probably going to charge you $25 an hour, right? There's usually a 30% markup or so on those fees per hour, usually. You could hire a contingency search recruiter, which is a recruiter that you engage to fill a job for you and they get paid upon filling the job. It's, they usually will charge 25 to 35% of that hire's first year's compensation as their fee. So let's take, you know, $100,000 in um, salary just for ease. They would charge twenty dollars to $30,000 to fill that job. And you only pay it if when you hire that person. Now, contingency recruiters typically are used when you want to engage more than one recruiter and you basically want to have three different firms working on the role in order to fill your job. I think this is the most least desirable way to do a search because you're not really developing a relationship with any of those recruiters. It's literally like they are just sending you over mass quantities of people hoping that one of them sticks. They're not vetting them as well. They're just sending you a mass amount of people. And typically these recruiters don't really get to know your business that much. Um, you know, I'm generalizing. There might be there, there are some good ones out there, but as a rule of thumb, it's more because you're looking for a high number of people in as quickly as possible to fill a job. And usually the quality isn't always, always as good as if you had a retained search, which is the third way you can have a recruiter. And that's where you find a recruiting partner that you basically guarantee exclusivity with, that you are working with to develop a relationship to fill your role. That is really how me and my team works because 
I mean, we're doing a lot more than just recruiting. We set up your whole hiring operations. We do a lot of things and we want to work and partner with you to create a better hiring process for your company in the future. Not This is not typically normal. Retained recruiters really are just, you give them exactly what you're looking for. They send you over vetted candidates. You agree that you're only working with them. So you typically, they and they typically charge the same fee in that it's, usually 25 to 35% of the hire's first year salary. So again, you're paying about twenty dollars to $30,000 to this recruiter to fill the job if on a $100,000 job, right? And you are paying them a certain amount of that fee up front and then the rest when that person starts. So you're really just paying a fee for the job. That's what you get. I personally hate the way that recruiting fees work in in that in, in the industry, and that's why we don't charge this way. Because, like, it, if you think about it, you're basically incentivized as a recruiter to find the most expensive person, not the best fit for the job. Like, I want to negotiate. Like, who am I working for? Am I working for the business or am I working for the candidate? Because Obviously, I want this candidate to get a higher salary so that my fee is higher. I just think it's so messed up and I don't charge that way, but that is how it currently works. So the more you know, the more you can make better decisions. And then the last way to hire a recruiter of the four is to hire your own full-time in-house recruiter. That you can pay. I mean, it depends on the level of experience, the type of roles, but essentially you're hiring them full-time on a salary to do recruiting work for you. I would say we operate more like an in-house recruiting team at my business, which isn't very common, but you basically want this person to have control over the recruiting process. They get to know the business inside and out. They partner with your um, hiring managers and your team to develop hiring plans and interview plans and really understand the core values of the business. They know the hiring roadmap, so they're constantly looking for people who could be a good fit even if they know that, you know, in six months from now, I'm going to hire a CFO. So if I come across any great CFOs, I'm going to shoot them a little note, get to know them or put them in a, in a project to make sure I reach out to them later. Right. So they're, they're, they're helping you hire in your business holistically. It definitely can save you money in the long term because you're not paying expensive fees. You are paying a salary and, um, you're, you know, you really want to hire a full-time recruiter when you know you're going to have ongoing demand. If you know that you're only hiring for the rest of this year, don't hire a full-time recruiter just to lay them off in the next year. Or maybe you hire a recruiter and you're like, hey, we know we need hiring support over the next year, but after that, we might not need a ton. I might need you to transition into another area of the business. Are you okay with that? They may be fine with that, right? So you just have to have those conversations. And an in-house recruiter owns the candidate experience, which oftentimes leads to a much more positive reputation for your company out in the market because you're seen in the market as a place where people are treated well. And that does huge, that, that's huge for attracting people to your, your company. And an in-house recruiter has access to data and metrics that can be used to measure the effectiveness of your recruiting efforts. So for us, because we essentially build out companies 
recruiting plan, like recruiting arm and HR arm for them while hiring people, we do this. So we will pull metrics like, and actually I have a podcast coming out um, in a a couple of weeks about the metrics you should track for your recruiting process. But how long does it take to fill a job? How many applicants are you getting per job? What is the offer acceptance rate? Um, You know, those types of things are super important to track because you can then figure out where in your funnel you need to change something. Maybe, you know, for example, if your offer acceptance is low, you know, it could be because your process is too long. It could be, there could be a lot of reasons, but you want to have numbers and metrics to track and identify any like red flags of like, this is not normal. Why is this? And dig into it and improve the candidate in your recruiting experience. And then of course, you know, an internal recruiter is able to integrate with other internal teams, which can help with a more seamless like approach to HR stuff. I feel like I'm, all I'm saying is like what we do, but you know, it is so critical that all these things are aligned instead of just like randomly uh, working with different vendors who just give you people, but they don't actually think about the impact on your business long-term. So those are the four different ways you can work with or find recruiters. Selecting the partner, you really need to decide what, of, of all of the things we just went over, you need to decide, like, do I actually need temporary help? Do I not? Do I have a high volume of roles I need to fill that it makes sense to engage more than one recruiter? If so, you might want to do contingency. But if you are looking to make a few key hires, finding a retained search partner is going to be one of your best options. Or if you know that you're going to be hiring, you know, for the next three years, more than 10 roles a year, it might make sense for you to hire an internal recruiter um, to build out your process and manage and, and do all of that work. I will say that just because you hire a recruiter, you do need to help provide by providing them the tools that they need to do the job. That is another reason why hiring a recruiter specifically, or I guess a contingency and a retained recruiter would both have this, but there are expensive platforms you need to do do recruiting well. And we, we know that. So we have those already set up. So yes, you're paying a fee, but you're paying a fee so that you don't have to pay for that $10,000 platform that you really truly need. If you're thinking about hiring an internal recruiter, there's at least $15,000 of other costs associated that are going to need you're going to need to have for that recruiter to be effective. You can't just say, "Oh, okay, we hired her." It's, it would be like hiring a sales team but not giving them the tools they need to do the job. You can't do that. So, if you are thinking about hiring a internal recruiter, just expect to spend at least $15,000 on other tools to do the job. So, Think about the type of role, why you're filling the roles, how many you have to decide if you need a temporary agency, uh, a contingency recruiter, or a retained recruiter. And a lot of times people, companies will be like, oh, I just want to pay them if they, if they give me the right person. I will warn you that, that you are more likely to get not a great fit when you use a contingency recruiter because they're just looking to fill as quickly as possible. It's like they want to be the one that fills the job. So yes, that's great for speed, but that might not be so great for the right and high quality hire. So just using that as a little bit of a caveat that it's 
not always the best. Like it makes you feel like you're getting a little bit of a safer bet, but it doesn't always end up working out in your favor. So decide what makes sense based on why you have the roles open and then meet with the recruiters. Can they talk about business? The best recruiters, in my opinion, understand business. They're not just order takers. And you're going to find that so many recruiters you talk to are transactional. They're going to be like, send me the job description. Okay, what do you want these people to have? And they're going to write down a list, right? Because you're going to say five years of marketing experience, experience using this platform. You're going to give them a whole laundry list. And they are literally going to just take that as an order taker most of the time because they, a lot of them haven't been in a business. They, they don't understand the dynamics of working in-house in a business a lot of times. I'm not trying to throw a lot of hate on recruiters, but it's just the truth. And they're making so, – so why that's critical is you have to understand the different types of job titles one might have within different industries. You have to understand how – you know, someone's career or like they may have very, very similar skills in different industries. You have to understand that what your business is, what are similar industries that have similar problems that would have good people that are qualified for your role. You can't just be an order taker. And I do find that happens a lot. So have conversations with them. Like, do they actually understand business? Do they understand your industry? Like, can you imagine working with them? Like, are you excited to work with them? You know, all of those things. And, you know, you can do references as well. Like, hey, send me, you know, some clients that you've worked with or filled in the past. You can always do references. Um, so those are kind of my tips on how to select a partner. Um, think about why your roles are open. Get to know them. Do they understand business? Can you imagine collaborating with them? Um, how quickly do, do they get back to you on things? You know, those like sense of urgency is huge in sale in recruiting and recruiting is essentially just sales. It's a combination of matchmaker and sales. So hopefully you've learned a little bit about the recruiting industries, how they work, the different ways you can partner with a recruiter and some tips on how to select one that you want to work with. If you find yourself in a position that you do want to work with a retained partner and building out some recruiting programs and, and hiring processes, we are taking on um, clients as well. So check us out at People Principles. That's our consulting and recruiting arm of our business to see if you might, you'll, you'll, you'll get a sense of how Molly and I are. And I guess if you listen to this podcast more than once, you have a sense of how I am and you can decide if you, if I would drive you insane. Um, I can't help but teach you along the way. So if you partner with us, you will definitely learn something about hiring and, and HR and, and all of that jazz. And we're pretty damn good at it. So thank you for tuning in and I will chat with you very soon. Speaking of the power of people, I'd be honored to read your written review of the show. If you enjoyed what you heard and have suggestions on how to make this show more impactful, please show your support by taking a few minutes to let me know what you think. See you next time.